You are now listening to The Audio Burrito. Take a bite out of something great for your ears. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to The Audio Burrito. And this week we are doing something super special just because of the Easter holiday and I wanted to do something really cool and I put it out on my Facebook. I asked everybody, what is your favorite Christian movie of all time? And we got a whole bunch of answers, but the number one, it was obvious, it was The Passion of the Christ. And so today we are doing a movie review, a little fact fun-filled version of the audio burrito all about the passion of the Christ. So let's jump right into this thing. And this is really cool because I remember when this movie came out, it, it came out in 2004, actually, 2004, and I was actually in the 10th grade when this movie dropped. And uh, it, it was something, being a teenager at the time, in a youth group at the time, and seeing how this was playing out in the early 2000s because they had talked about this film for a few years leading up to it and I remember all the controversy that was just surrounding this film it was really something to see how Mel Gibson the director handled all the the backlash really from the media and this was before the media was really super hardcore like left and right how it is nowadays I mean yeah you had that but I mean just the onslaught of questions and controversy that came about from this 2004 film, Passion of the Christ. And here's the review. I'm just going to jump right into this. And today it's going to be really cool because I'm going to go over some facts and uh, some little bit of in-depth study that I did on this film to find out some really interesting things that went on behind the scenes that maybe you didn't know about. And that's just what I wanted to do today to have a little bit of fun with today's audio burrito. So hopefully this audio burrito is full of goodness for your ears to munch on. So if you're listening to this as you're you're driving in your car or maybe you're on Facebook watching as I film this or maybe you're listening on Spotify, I hope you really enjoy today's audio burrito. So here we go. The 2004 film, Passion of the Christ. Again, I was in 10th grade. I, I remember this like it was yesterday going to the theater and watching. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But right off the bat here this movie had a 30 million dollar budget a 30 million dollar budget i mean that's that's quite the the budget but i mean compared to some movies nowadays uh that may not be a lot but certainly in the early 2000s that was a good chunk of money to put on a movie but get this and we're going to talk about it a little bit later on about who paid for the film because really no production company wanted to even put their hands on a film like this so that that was kind of crazy for where did the 30 million dollars come from and we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well but the box office up against a 30 million dollar budget the box office was incredible absolutely incredible worldwide 622.3 million dollars worldwide did you catch that 622.3 million dollars Worldwide was the box office draw up against an, a, a $30 million budget. Talk about amazing. I mean, this thing made its money back and more. It was the highest grossing non-English film, get this, up until 2017. 
So from 2004 to 2017, it held the title of the highest grossing non-English film. Wow. I mean, talk about amazing. It really was. And it was the best ever February release of a movie. Because if you know anything about movies, summertime is always the the blockbuster time for a film to be dropped. But this came out in February, and it was the best ever February release of a movie. And get this right here, though. It was very popular, obviously, when it came out on DVD. And when I found out this number right here, I was astounded. I was absolutely blown away. It was a very popular home release on DVD. The first day alone, this movie sold 4.1 million DVDs. In the first day alone, I mean, what in the world? That's a lot of DVD sold. I mean, I, I don't have the number for how many it sold overall, but just in the first day, 4.1 million DVDs sold for home release. That's incredible again. And at the time, in 2004, it was the highest earning rated R film of all time, but it has since been surpassed. There's been other rated R films that have, have jumped ahead in the money game but wow, at the time in 2004, it was the highest earning rated R film. And of course it was rated R, not because of language, not because of some other stuff, but because of the violence. And we all know that's where the controversy was coming from because of the blood that was shown in the film against Jesus during most importantly, either the, the whipping scourging scene or when he was on the cross, that that's what uh, gained it the rated R title. But wow, I mean, when this movie came out, it was breaking all sorts of records. It was setting all sorts of standards. And I remember, again, as a kid, being in the 10th grade, being in the youth group, and we went as a youth group to go see this movie. I'll never forget it. I mean, I just sat there. I mean, a few other kids in my youth group, I remember looking down the aisle, and they were, you know, some of them were crying. Some of them had their hands over their mouths. But I remember sitting there with, I mean, a blank stare on my face. I didn't, I don't think I moved the entire film. I was so just captured by what they were able to do on film and me being a pastor's kid, of course, growing up in a pastor's home and being in church my entire life. I had always heard of this story. I, I had even taught this story, uh, in children's, you know, children's church. Um, you know, just being around it all the time, being around it during the Easter holidays, I, I had always known about this, but the way they were able to capture this film, you know, and be on the big screen and to see it, it was it just like it transported you to a whole nother world to be able to see how Jesus took the beating and the, the, the batteredness that he really took on. It was amazing. It really was amazing. And again, others were crying. Other other people, I know some people were walking out of the theater because it was too much to handle. But I remember just staring with a blank stare, thinking, wow, they, they were able to somehow capture this on screen. And it was amazing. It really, truly was amazing. So if you've never seen this film, I highly encourage you to try to find a copy of it and watch it at home or try to uh, rent it digitally. I know you can download it now. Uh, but but truly, during especially this Easter time, I encourage you to watch this film and, and to really study it. And even if it might be hard to take in, even if you have a weak stomach, somehow if you can cover up one eye and watch through the other, watch this film. 
I highly encourage it. I really do because, um, I mean, it truly is just enthralling and just inspiring, truly, what Jesus went through to get even to the cross. It shows you the harshness and the road traveled to get there even to take sin upon his back. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely mind blowing. It sure is. But I want to jump into to some facts here. Maybe you've known some of these facts. Maybe you didn't. So here we go. I'm going to get through them pretty quick. I don't think today's episode will be too long, but right here, Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel is the man that played Jesus. He was the, the main role. But Jim Caviezel, did you know, so here we go, did you know he separated his shoulder when the cross was dropped onto his shoulder when they were filming, and they said they actually kept the scene in the movie. So Jim Caviezel, the main character, separated his shoulder when the cross was dropped upon it, and guess what? Here we go. Here's the big trivia part. How much do you think the cross weighed? How much do you think the cross weighed? The cross actually weighed, get this, 130 pounds. What in the world? What a prop to use during that film. But Jim Caviezel right there separated his shoulder when the cross was dropped on him. And even get this, there was a lot of uh, speculation about this one, but this has actually been proven because there's been a lot of interviews that I've seen that has proven these, these next few facts true. The assistant director was hit by lightning, not once, but twice. The assistant director was hit by lightning on set, not one time, but twice. And get this, they say the the odds of getting hit by lightning is one in 700,000. I mean, those are some crazy odds right there. And the assistant director gets hit twice on set. But not only that, there was a third time that somebody got struck by lightning. And guess who it was? It was Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Jesus. He gets struck by lightning as well. So three times lightning struck on set. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. You can just think what you want about that. But wow. I, I mean, that that's kind of just jaw-dropping to even know. Wow. I mean, mm. Even this right here, during the scourging whipping scene of the movie, when Jesus is getting uh, just beaten and battered by the cat of nine tails, it's a really, you know, I think the, it was the whole highlight of the film. It was the reason the controversy was really coming out because I remember on the news, they were like asking Mel Gibson again, all these questions. Are you really going to show him getting hit with the cat of nine tails? And he's, you know, yeah, I'm going to show it. But I remember right here watching that scene again, just, whoa, being mind blown. But during the scourging whipping scene of the movie, Jim Caviezel, again, who'd already been struck by lightning, who'd already uh, separated his shoulder carrying the cross, guess what? He was hit, actually really hit twice. They accidentally slipped when they were filming, and he was actually hit two different times during the scourging scene of the movie. And he even said, I, I found a quote that Jim Caviezel even spoke about. And he said that they hit me with such force that I could not breathe. It hurt that bad. It took the air out of my lungs. Wow. I mean, you even think Jim Caviezel as an actor was hit with a prop with such force. And he says it, it, it took the breath out of him that he could not breathe. Imagine then just what Jesus felt.
when he was actually struck many times over and over and over, ripping his flesh open. I mean, my goodness, my goodness. And again, that, that scene of the movie was just wow. Wow. The way they were able to capture that, even some of the CGI, I know CGI was used in, in, in some of the more bloody parts of the, of that scene, but man, to be able to, to see that and to see what Jesus went through, absolutely incredible. And Mel Gibson, again, who he was the director, he practically, get this, I talked about the money in the beginning, Mel Gibson, who is the director, he funded almost the entire $30 million project out of his own pocket. Did you guys know that? That Mel Gibson, $30 million out of his own pocket because no production company would dare to touch this movie. They were afraid to touch this movie. They were afraid of the controversy. But Mel Gibson, again, I remember he said that he had a come to Jesus moment. And he said that he knew this film had to be done. It had to be done the right way. It had to be, you know, historically accurate. And the way he depicted the film. But he said he was literally taking money that he had set aside throughout his own acting career. And he was funding this project just so it could get done. And another amazing thing about this film, as you know, if, you, if you've seen it, it's not an English film. They're not speaking in English when they're doing their acting parts, but the actors actually had to learn Aramaic, Latin, and Hebrew, which is absolutely phenomenal. And there's even, I mean, there's some big name actors in the film, but they actually had to learn another couple of languages just to pull this off. And again, I think that's absolutely phenomenal. Aramaic, Latin, and Hebrew, and they do it, I mean, wow, it, it's, it just transports you back in time when you watch it. And in 2006, so two years after the film was released, in 2006, Entertainment Weekly Magazine did a top 25 of the most controversial films of all time, and guess who got the number one spot? Yes, The Passion of the Christ. It was ranked the number one most controversial film of all time. Now, I, I want to ask you a question. Why do you think the film was controversial? Why do you think the film was controversial? Why would this film, again, why would production companies not want to touch this? Why would production companies keep their money away from it? Why the controversy? Why the questions? Why the, I mean, my goodness, the media tried to shut this thing down, really. Why do you think, and I, I want to hear your answers in the comments when you're when you're watching this on Facebook, um, and even you could even email me if you're listening to this on Spotify, and you want to give your input, email me at arnoldbreck at gmail.com, A-R-N-O-L-D-B-R-E-C-K at gmail.com, and let me know why you think the movie was so controversial, okay? Now, again, going back to the facts, Jim Caviezel, again, who's, he's the guy who played Jesus, he said that it would take up to 10 hours, 10, one zero, 10 hours to put on all the bloody makeup. At times, he said that he had to be in the makeup chair at two o'clock in the morning just to get ready for the day. Other times, he said he would actually, he would actually sleep in the makeup just to save time or just to get some extra hours of rest because it was such a grueling process to get in the makeup chair at such an early time and then to be out on set. And also, if you don't know, they said there were times when the wind gusts were blowing where they were, where they were filming, that there were times it would get below freezing. It would be 32 degrees or below on set. 
and here he is literally standing almost half naked on film just in his makeup. Wow. I mean, what a grueling thing it was to truly portray the character of Jesus and, and to play the, you know, the disciples and, and all the, all the Roman guards and everything. I mean, wow. What the people did to endure this film is incredible. And this is a really neat fact. If you did not know Mel Gibson, again, he's the director the hands that you see nailing Jesus to the cross. There's a specific scene where you see Jesus's own hand stretched out on the wood and there is a hand that is holding a nail and it's being driven into the hand of Jesus. The hands you see that are holding the nail and the hammer are Mel Gibson's own hands. That's actually a cameo he makes in the film. And that's a pretty cool fact as well that he, he wasn't actually you know, seen on film, but his hands were present. He said he actually wanted to be a part of the film in some way. So they filmed his hands as he was the one that nailed Jesus to the cross. I think that's pretty powerful. Get this right here. This is awesome. This is really awesome right here. Jim Caviezel, again, the guy who played Jesus, he was 33 years old at the time of filming. 33 years of age at the time of filming, which was the same age as Jesus when he went to the cross. That's just a little fun fact as well. 33 years old for Jim, 33 years old for Jesus. So that, that's pretty amazing right there, I think. Mel Gibson also reported that miracles were happening on and around the set. That's like, hold on, let's take a step back. Mel Gibson again, he was saying that miracles were happening on and around, and around the set that people were being healed, that sight and sound was being restored to people. And he even reported multiple salvations that people were actually coming to Christ on set of the film. Wow. And they do say, and there's been reports that most of the cast and crew actually converted to Christianity after the filming of the passion of the Christ. And this is, this is one of my, my favorite things. If you didn't catch that, I mean, that, that deserves an applause right there that people were actually coming to Christ through the filming of this. But even the man who played Judas Iscariot, which the first third you know, of the movie, there's a lot to do with Judas. But Judas Iscariot, the, the man who actually played him, the actor, he described himself as an angry atheist. An angry atheist who hated Christianity, hated God, didn't want anything to do with that life. And he even said in an interview that after the filming of the movie, he was no longer an angry atheist, but he had converted to Christianity after filming. And he even went back to his family and his family got saved and he baptized his family, kids, wife, everything. And their whole family came to Christ through this film. I mean, I think that absolutely deserves an applause. I mean, wow, because his character that he played was so, so in depth, so enthralling. You saw how uh, the demonic side of it was really plaguing him after his choices that he made to turn against Jesus. And I mean, really, he did an amazing job in the film. But the fact that he came to Christ after the filming of that is is truly spectacular. Even get this. The last fact I want to say here, then I want to just do a, a couple thoughts about the film, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up. Even one of the guards who was in the whipping scourging scene was a Muslim, and he also converted to Christ. Did you catch that? 
a Muslim converted to Christianity because of the whipping scourging scene that he had participated in. I mean, that's, that's absolutely incredible. It truly is. So hopefully there were some facts there that you learned that you never even heard of. Some of them maybe you had, but some of them you hadn't. And now next time you watch this film, you'll be kind of like, oh man, that's that thing Breck was talking about on the audio burrito. <laughs> so here we go. I'm just going to jump into last little bit here. My final notes about this film, The Passion of the Christ, during this Easter holiday. Um, I personally think that it is the most you know, accurate depiction of a biblical something on film today. I really do. There are things obviously that they took into an artsy portrayal. They, they, they took their, their liberty to, to do a couple different things, but it does not take away what the film really is about and the way that they portrayed it and the way that they used the language and the way that they did the, um, the costumes and the set. I mean, absolutely amazing. It is the most accurate depiction on film of a time of Jesus that I truly think is out there. Um, it does its best at really transporting us to a time that we have only, again, either read about or we've only seen some really bad kid drawings of. I mean, my goodness, you see some really bad paintings and it, it shows Jesus all like perfectly clean except for a little couple trickles of blood and no, 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 that's not how it was. It was a lot more brutal than what you could even imagine. And talking about being brutal, here we go. I know it's so-called controversial for being too violent. It got the rating uh, of R because of the violence, but I think I think they could have actually gone even further with the violence. You're like, what, Breck, are you serious? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I think they could have actually gone a little bit further with the violence. Yes, even in the beginning, I really like how they portrayed when he was first captured by the guards, how he was already being punched and spat upon and being, I mean, you. They don't always show the subtitles, but you know he's being cursed out, called bad names, different things like that. I mean, they really do a good job of showing how the swelling around his face slowly starts to come on from certain punches and certain knocks that he was taking. But again, I think as it went on that the violence actually, it could have been worse. They could have gone a little bit deeper, um, but they did the best they could with what they had. They really did. Um, I, th I think it was worse uh, in person, though, obviously, than what they could do on film. But they did their best with what they could allow. And, I mean, it got the rating R for violence, of course. But it truly shows the aspect of what Jesus said in the Bible, guys, about how the world is going to hate us and the world is going to show us persecution because it hated him first. You guys catch that? I mean, they really capture that really well in the film, that the world, I mean, all of a sudden in that time just came down around him. The walls came crumbling down. Sin came just piling itself up on his back. And it, it began to hate him and to persecute him and to kill him. And he, he talked about that, that the world's going to hate us and show us persecution because it hated him first. And the film does a great job of showing that. And again, I remember being in 10th grade and seeing this film with my youth group. It, I mean, it, it was astounding. And I remember just sitting in awe, jaw kind of dropping at a couple moments. But I remember I sat really blank, staring at the film, just soaking it all in. It, it was amazing. But certain scenes, 
I remember that stand out to me. And I've seen the film multiple times now over the years. Practically, I've probably seen it a couple times every year since it came out, actually. Um, But certain scenes that stand out to me, first off, the intro, the intro of the movie, when the blood is pouring off of him in the garden when he is praying. I thought the way they captured that and the way the sweat was mixed with the blood, which is an actual thing that can truly happen scientifically, and the way that Satan is already there tempting him, and you see the the worm that crawls out of Satan's nose, and the way that they portrayed Satan, yes, it was a woman that played the character, but the way it was almost a, oh man, like... You didn't really know if it was a guy or a girl. It was weird the way they portrayed that. But man, you just saw the evil just oozing off of Satan already in the garden. And the way that Jesus was shaking as he was praying and the blood and the sweat dripping off of him. That was an absolutely amazing opening scene right there. So that that scene, I remember, that just rocked me. It was like, man, woo, he was really in-depth prayer. I mean, who can say they prayed like that before? Not me. Not me. But man, Jesus was doing it and they captured that on screen. Amazing. And the scene, also the next one, the scene when you see Peter uh, denying Jesus in and around the temple, when he denies Jesus three times, uh, that scene was astounding as well. Because right after he denies Jesus the third time, I remember this scene and he's like cursing people out and they, they actually show it in the subtitles, which I thought was, was pretty bold, but the, the people around him are, are grabbing on him and you are with Jesus, Peter, you're the one you're with the Nazarene. And he's, he's no, 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 I don't know the man. And then Jesus locks eyes with him, even though there are hundreds of people packed into this temple, you know, area, but that, that look that Jesus gives to him was Whoa. I mean, it's like he just stares into your soul, man. That was, that was such a killer moment right there. And then, you know, Peter of course runs away into the crowd, sobbing, bawling his eyes out. Just, just an absolutely astounding scene again. And again, the next one that I got here, the scene, obviously we've talked about it when he was beaten and scourged and battered the way they captured that was top notch. I think that's um, I think for students that are going into film school, I think they should be able to watch that scene and they should break that scene down to see how, how they did that. I mean, that was truly a gut-wrenching scene because even the actors, you could even see the actors when they're panning the crowd that they're getting ready for this moment and how, how man, when he keeps getting hit and the reaction from everybody and just the blood that is being splattered and the way that they were able to show the, the the flesh being torn from his back was was an excellent scene that I remember truly. And again, then after that scene is where uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, she is given towels to clean up the blood from where he was just beaten in that scene. And that I remember. Um, I didn't cry the first time I watched the film, but a few times after. I remember watching the film by myself and I began to sob as I saw that scene where Mary got down on her her hands and knees and she begins to wipe up the blood of her son 
as she's wiping those towels on the ground. And I, I don't, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that, that Mary did that. And of course, that's a that's an art direction that they went in. But it really showed the humanity in Mary and the love of Mary that we had always heard about. And, and we always wonder, why, why was Mary picked to even give birth to Jesus in the first place in the Bible? And it, it shows in the movie that kind of character as to why she was even picked to be the mother of Christ. And it's because of something like that, where she is not afraid to go where he was and to get down on her hands and knees, you know, in the blood and just to sop it up, to try to clean it up. I mean, wow. I remember just bawling my eyes out of that scene, watching that at one time. Another one right here. This was a pretty controversial scene. And I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people about this scene and it's where Satan is walking through the crowd, holding the ugly old baby as it's smiling and kind of mocking Jesus as he's carrying the cross. I mean, that that scene was so odd and different and, again, maybe a little controversial. But, again, if you want to write to me in the comments, what do you think that scene represented? What did that mean when when the the you know Satan is holding that child? What did that represent? Did that represent how you know what, what was that supposed to represent the ugliness of man, the ugliness of humanity that he was carrying? Like look at what sin did to you. Um, was it supposed to represent maybe haha Jesus, you're gonna die and this is what I'm about to give birth to on earth? I don't know. Is it supposed to represent the Antichrist? Is it supposed to represent? I mean, I don't know. Those are a lot of really big questions I've had about that scene. So again, write to me in the comments. What do you think that scene represented? And again, email me A-R-N-O-L-D-B-R-E-C-K at gmail.com, Arnoldbreck at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about that scene because that, that scene was astounding. And then again, there's a, a scene in particular where Jesus is walking with the cross but he looks at the screen all bloody. This is towards the end of the movie before they put him on the cross. But I remember there's a certain scene that haunted me for the longest time. And it was like, I remember even sleeping some nights and I could just picture this scene where Jesus stares at the camera. His head is like half cocked. He's got blood dripping out of his mouth. I mean, by this point, he's really beaten up the crown of thorns on his head. And he just stares at the screen and it's almost like that look that he truly gives to you. Almost like if you have ever messed up, this is kind of the way that I think Jesus is looking at me. Like, look, I took all this upon me. And even though you messed up, I'm still going to be your savior. It's that type of a look. But wow, that's amazing. I'm trying to hurry up here with these final little notes I have. But uh, another scene that was amazing, and it brought tears to my eyes many times, and even I remember watching this with my mom one time and just sobbing, and it's the scene where Jesus falls with the cross in the crowd, and his mother has a flashback of when Jesus was a little boy and scraped his knee on the ground. That was, oh my goodness. And even me being a father now, and, and seeing like when my own two kids fall on the ground and I, I try to run to them to pick them up as fast as I can. That is this scene right here. Mary has that flashback. She tries to go and to save Jesus. And the thing is she, she gets to him, you know, amongst the crowd and he looks at her and he says, behold 
Mother, I Make All Things New, and wow, he stands up. The music is at an epic point at this point, and it's just an incredible scene where Jesus, you know what, Mother, I don't need you to pick me up anymore. Yes, you picked me up when I was a child and I scraped my knees, but now it's my time to stand and make all things new, and he stands up in the crowd. Wow, amazing scene. So they did a great job at that. And they did a great job, of course, at depicting how the cross was actually, you know, a torture device. I mean, the way that they did all those scenes, amazing. How the, how the cross was not meant to immediately kill someone, but to actually cause the breathing problems for the men on the cross. And it was a slow, torturous death that the Romans were experts at. So they, they captured that just so good, so good. And lastly, the scene, the, the last scene I want to talk about that really stood out to me is where the scene where the raindrop falls from heaven when Jesus finally takes his last breath. It, it does a scene above the cross. Looks like it's like, you know, a few hundred yards above the cross and this raindrop falls from heaven. And I, I always depicted that as it was like a teardrop falling from God's own eye. That it was a teardrop from heaven. It is finished. God had to do what he set out to do. And it was like that teardrop of, I'm so sorry, son. I, I had to do this for the for the you know the sake of mankind to come to me because I love my children so much. You had to take all this on the cross, and it's like that teardrop falls from his eye. That that was a really cool um, way to depict that scene as well. So of course the way that they did flashbacks throughout the film, amazing, and it almost makes you wish that they could have done some type of trilogy of the life of Jesus after they did all those flashbacks and you saw certain iconic scenes throughout the gospels of the Bible. And that would be an amazing project, I'm sure. Uh, but I don't know what, what production company would want to take that on trying to do a trilogy of the life of Jesus, but maybe one day we'll get to see it on the big screen. Again, email me your thoughts, arnoldbreck at gmail.com, or let me know in the comments if you're watching this on Facebook. But what an amazing film. I highly encourage you to please go and watch it. And I hope you listen to this whole thing. Hopefully you learned some facts that you didn't know about The Passion of the Christ. Again, one of the most amazing, iconic films of all time. Absolutely amazing. Mel Gibson and the whole team did a great job. Jim Caviezel did a great job as Jesus. Everybody, all the cast. I mean, it was phenomenal. Um... I really don't have anything bad to say about the film, obviously, and I'm not doing it just because of like a bias or anything, but I, I just thought the film was incredible as a historic feature as well. But that's all I'm going to say about it for today. And this was a super fun thing that we did for Easter, the Passion of the Christ review, facts and fun. So this is the Audio Burrito. Hopefully it was packed full of goodness for your ears to munch on for today, tomorrow, or whenever you're listening to this. But this is Breck Arnold. Peace out.